Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. I am Stephen Willis, and this is an extra edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and we're going to talk a little bit of LSU football as the Ole Miss Rebels take on the LSU Tigers at 5 p.m. in Vaudemoy Stadium. You can listen to the Rebels' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM channel 191 or just search SXM Ole Miss Rebels. If you do that, we're going to be golden. Anyway, I'm here with Tom Vanderford and we're going to talk a little bit about the game. Tom, I'm about to do a little bit of bragging and I know this is a big surprise to anybody listening to the show that I'm going to brag. <laughs> I'm going to be on the WWL LSU pregame show with Herb Tyler and Mike Dettelier um saturday afternoon um that that is pretty cool i was on espn radio baton rouge today and tomorrow i'm on in lafayette i'm i am all over louisiana and i think it's the stewart's cajun dill pickles ads that are doing it hey that's that hey man by the way those pickles are good dude yeah the good stuff right yeah yeah I i was actually surprised and you know, sometimes you get get this a little bit of spicy, but it's sweet. Now, I like the fact that it's the dill pickle. It's good stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. Everybody ought to try some. Yeah, and, and there you go, Justin. We, 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 we're taking care of you, buddy. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is my favorite game on the schedule, and I've I am been unabashed about it my whole existence. Everybody, being on a message board, when I was posting on whatever Rebel Grove was before Rebel Grove, I think it was Ole Miss Sports News or something like that, I'm posing about this game because this game has meant a ton for me. I go back to um, Ole Miss beating LSU and Jackson when Timmy Moffitt's taking a punt back and you win the game and you get showered by liquor bottles because I was sitting in the LSU section and my mother just didn't realize that apparently. <laughs> but – but that was how my relationship with the Ole Miss LSU game started. And it's just grown and grown and grown over the years. And it's it's the game that I most want to win on the schedule. It's not the game that I most don't want to lose. Don't get that wrong. That's the Egg Bowl. But it's the game I most want to win. Yeah, I agree. There's there's a big difference. Uh, you know, we, uh, we, we let one get away from us last week. Uh, we got to get those issues fixed. Uh, moral victories don't count. You know, we we did go into the half up seven six, but we just didn't make the correct adjustments in the second half for whatever reason. Uh, I hope that our team is honed in. Um, this is one, in my opinion, this is our biggest rival. Just like you said, you don't want to lose the state game but you want to win the LSU game. Hmm. Um, I've been, some of my greatest uh, memories have been LSU games that we've won. I I was at the one where uh, number 21 uh, was uh, running uh, off the field as as, uh, Jefferson spiked the ball with zero seconds left. Uh, I was I was at the one that Ritter kicked the the huge field goal, you know. I've been at I was at the last one that we played, where uh, 
where we we beat them uh, pretty soundly in Ed Orgeron's last season at LSU. But this is this is a special game. This is a special game, and and I hope and pray to God that Kiffin was just coach speaking because we need number four to do exactly what he did last week, only he needs to play more snaps. Like, like my old football coach said, he said, Vanford, I'm going to play you until you, your tongue drags the ground. <laughs> That's what we need to do with Sunterry and Perkins. Yes, and we'll get to that in just a second because I have thoughts on that as well. But there's something wrong with us playing LSU in September. It does not feel right. And I, I was on the, like I said, I'm about to do the humble brag thing. And I was on with ESPN Baton Rouge and they asked me uh, about this game and what it means. There's an excitement on their end as well. This isn't a one-sided rivalry that fans like to play with. There's an excitement that way. LSU has stormed the field twice after beating Ole Miss and three times in the last 15 years. And two of them were against Ole Miss. So, they're acknowledging how much this means to them. Mm-hmm. It, it means more than their Arkansas game. It means more than any of their manufactured rivalries that have come. Now, the Alabama game means a lot, but that's simply because of Alabama. I mean, it's, it means a ton. As far as a true old-school rivalry, there's nothing better than this. Now, we just need to move it back to Halloween. We just need to get it on that weekend because it doesn't need to be played in September. It does not need to be played in November. It needs to be that Halloween weekend. It is perfect. It is football. And if LSU is not a permanent rival with Alabama, the first thing that should be on the schedule next year, if they do not have Alabama, is the Ole Miss game moves back to Halloween. Period. End of story. We agree. That's a tradition that, unfortunately has been lost the past few years. I think we need to get back to it. It's it's a not just a old miss LSU tradition. It's a college football tradition that we play them around uh, Halloween every year. We need to get back to that. Because weird stuff happens in that game. It, it, it's in, in its history played on Halloween and then all the weird things happening. And I'm not just talking about Billy Cannon. I'm talking about like David Browndike missing the field goal um, in 86. I'm talking about LSU having like three or four punt returns for a touchdown in a row. You know, like every year they had it when like Odell Beckham. There's just strange things that happen that game. You look in Oxford, you know, the Andrew Ritter stuff. It's just better when those weird things are happening, when the creepy crawlies and the ghouls are out, you yeah. know, it just makes more sense. It it feels right in the world. For all of us older people, I used to have a bumper sticker that said, you are now entering Mississippi. Please turn your clocks back four seconds. Yes. Um, that, was, that was one that was, you know, hard to deal with too, but. There's a lot of tradition there. There's a lot of tradition there. It may. It, it's also really fun. And Johnny Vault just preferring to actually play in Tiger Stadium to where Ole Miss just constantly played in Tiger Stadium in that area is something that kind of doesn't kind of adds to the mystique of the game as well. Ole Miss fans and Ole Miss 
has no problem going to Tiger Stadium. We're comfortable with it because that's how the rivalry was born. It was born there. Now, right. we need to get that home field advantage into Vaught Hemingway Stadium, and this is looking like it's going to be a hard sellout. Um, there's no recruit tickets. It's completely sold out. I think on the secondary market, the lowest price ticket is over 100 bucks. By the way, you can still get in by going through the GameTime.co app. And if you sign up using Locked On College, you get $20 off. So that's a way you can make that secondary market price just a little bit less expensive. But you were talking about something that Lane Kiffin was joking about. And A, it's gotten to the point where press conferences honestly should not be attended. I mean, it's whatever is said there, it's not real. It's what they want you to put out. It's using the media to basically send a message out to whether it's the opponents or your team or however. It's it's use them, using them as a mouthpiece. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, So, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you're 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 correct. It's it's obvious when you watch the press conferences now, you don't get the real story, and it's it, it's it's not just with Lane; it's with all coaches. Yeah, they just get up there and coach speak for a while, and that's it. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's whatever the story that they want to put out of the ether, they make sure that it can happen, and they know how to make it happen. Especially Lane Kiffin; he's a master at manipulating the media and not even and the media doesn't even know they're being manipulated i mean he's just really good at it uh but he said that he wasn't thinking about necessarily playing Suntarian perkins in a similar role to what he did against alabama and everybody i'm sure just rolled their eyes whenever they heard that because sometimes you hear things like well that's an abject falsehood and that situation with Suntarian perkins it seems about right david eckert um, who was on the show last night, did a story about the comparison between Suntarian and Harold Perkins and how they're real similar type players. But this is the way I think Ole Miss needs to attack Jaden Daniels because LSU's offense is elite, and we have to figure out a way to slow it down because the over-under in this game is nearly 70 points. I mean, 38 to 30 would just barely hit the over. 37 to 30 would barely hit the under. I mean, that is the type. There's going to be a lot of points in this game. So the key is going to be for Pete Golding to try and figure out how to slow down Jaden Daniels. Everybody's tried to do that. Nobody has been successful. Slow down Malik Neighbors. Everybody has tried that. Nobody has been successful. What I think Pete Golding is going to try and do, because believe it or not, he did not have an athlete on Alabama's defense like last year like Santarian Perkins. Alabama did not have that player at linebacker last year. They had slower linebackers like Henry Toa Toa and those guys, but they did not have a player like Suntarian Perkins. I think they are going to put him up 
and tell him to go get the quarterback literally every play. And the whole goal is you either get to the quarterback, but you don't let him scramble to the right side to where he can look downfield and make an explosive. Make him leave the pocket to the left side to where he's throwing against his body, maybe to the side opposite of where Malik Neighbors is. And if you do that, make LSU's other receivers, which, by the way, they're talented. They're dudes, but they're not Malik Neighbors. Let Take your chances with them with the potential of a slow death as opposed to the quick death with Malik Neighbors. What do you think? I, I agree again. Um, I think that we have got to make him very nervous back there. We've got to put pressure on him. Uh, we've got to sack him. We've got to hurry him because when he has time to either run or pass, he's deadly. So I, I do have faith in uh, our coach. I thought our defense played wonderful against Alabama, except for a, just a couple of plays. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, that's, that's the key to stopping them is, is trying to get in Daniel's head and, uh, disrupt his rhythm. Uh, you know, uh, when they do that, you know, Florida state was able to do that. When you do that, you've got a chance. You know, defensive line wise, like JJ Pegues, Josh Harris, Jared Ivy, those guys, Florida State absolutely whipped the offensive line for LSU. They they manhandled. You need to get on there. They need the defensive line needs to play a big big role in this game. And now we talk about Santarian Perkins and what he's going to do, but the other guys have to contain like the run game. You don't need to let Logan Diggs get going. You don't need to let those guys get going because if you do that, it could be a long day. So you want to get to the point where Jaden Daniels has to throw the ball. And you want to get to the point where Santarian Perkins is just going to get him and to chase him down. And if that happens, I like Ole Miss's chances in this game. And looking at it, what is your score prediction for this game? Well, first of all, Daya, who's going to win? Ole Miss. That's what you tell him. Ole Miss. That's right. Ole Miss is going to win. Hotty toddy. Hmm. Now, here's my prediction for the game. And it's going to be way off for most people's, and that's fine. But we're at home. We're going to be pumped up. The crowd's going to be good. Ole Miss 31, LSU 17. Okay. Okay. And um, I gave my prediction on this morning's show. I have Ole Miss 41, LSU 31. But both me and Tom have Ole Miss with a multiple touch uh, over a touchdown winning. So that's, yeah. that's kind of impressive. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think we're going to see a different offense, not a different offense, but a, a different uh, sense of urgency in our offense. And we're at home. I, I don't think people understand how much home field advantage is worth in the sec. It's huge. Yeah. Massive. Absolutely massive, and it, and it's going to be a big day. And I think, I think the word you're looking for is Lane Kiffin's a competitive dude, right? He he's a massively competitive person, and he's willing to change. He's an early adopter, so don't think he's going to sit there trying to keep putting a square peg in a round hole. He's going to figure out a way that he can be successful. And I think it starts against LSU. You saw players 
that were a certain skill set at Alabama, he realizes those guys exist for LSU and they're going to figure out stuff to take advantage of those type players. I mean, it it happens. It happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the I'm not saying the seat's hot because it's not. But I think, I think Lane realizes that there's a sense of urgency and we need – we need a big win. Yes. We need a good signature win. And, and, you know, I, I, you know, I've been accused of being a homer and I am, but I think all the pieces fall into place tomorrow in the vault. Yeah. Ole Miss wins this game. If they win this, everything's right. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. I mean, you even have the signature win against a top 15 team, um, even though it's at home. It, if Ole Miss wins this game, get ready for the hype machine to crank back up. Everybody needs to do that. A, this Alabama team is going to lose some games this year. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, let that, we let that Alabama game slip through our fingers. Yes, we did. So, and you have Georgia on the schedule, and that's less than ideal. But – Everything is on the table for this Ole Miss team. And just play it out. Win the game's in front of you, and you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. It's just like I told somebody, let's see what our record is after Arkansas, and then we'll talk about, you know, where we might fit in the bowl pitcher or or in the uh, SEC West race in the last year of the SEC West. Well, the, the path that I want Ole Miss on, is you have the New Year's Six, you have the Citrus Bowl, and you have the Reliquest Bowl. And all of them within, are within two and a half hours of my house. <laughs> and that, that's where I want it. I guess the Gator Bowl could fit in there as well because that's like three hours up yeah. the road. But if that happens, yeah, I, w- I would like to go see an Orange Bowl. That'd be pretty cool. That would be awesome. I would. Yeah. I, that would be awesome. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Tom Vanderford, thank you very much, man. And are you going to the game? Uh, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stay here. I, you know, I had that sinus infection earlier, and mm. I had a procedure yesterday, so I'm a little wore out. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to watch it on the, on the big screen here at home. Okay. Yeah. You'll, you'll be joining me and whoever's listening to WWL tomorrow at about, I guess about one 130. Hey, check me out. I'll be on there as well. So yes. that's, that's a big moment. I, I'm as a saints fan getting on WWL is, is kind of a big moment. So that, that, that's pretty cool. Yo, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I hope everybody has a good time. We'll tune in tomorrow. No Brian Smith. No morning video on Saturday. We had to cancel it because I I got busy and life happened. But we'll have the pregame show about an hour before kickoff, and we'll have the postgame show like we always do. But for Tom Vanderford, I'm Stephen Willis. Thank you very much. And, of course, hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.